it's a great credit to him. I mean, you know, he had opportunities to go all kinds of places, and um, I think uh, it makes you feel good that he wants to come back to an organization like we have, and you know, the coaches George Edwards and Adam, and, you know, the things that they do, and be around, you know, the guys that that are in our locker room, you know, Eric Hendricks and you know, Danell and Harry and you know all those guys. So the more that we can keep this group together and and get guys back like Shamar, I think is Hey everyone, welcome in. It's another edition of the Wobcast. I'm your host, Mike Wobshaw, coming to you from the TCO Performance Center in Egan. That was Vikings head coach Mike Zimmer leading us into today's episode of the Wobcast, talking about me. Just kidding. <laughs> talking about Shamar Stefan and Anthony Barr. That's right. Although, big, big day. If he said those things about me, I'd feel really good. I was about to say, you wish you talked to yeah, me. Yeah, like you know, I'm a core guy, and Harrison Smith <laughs> likes me and wants me to get back to work. Yeah, well, he wasn't talking about me, but uh, he was talking about Anthony Barr and Shamar Stefan. The Vikings retain slash resign, uh, resign Anthony Barr, and they bring back defensive tackle Shamar Stefan. Those are the two leading news items surrounding the Minnesota Vikings in the first few days of free agency. So we're going to talk about that and a lot more in today's episode of the Wobcast. We're going to hear from former Vikings linebacker Chad Greenway. We will hear from Barr and Stefan and some other Vikings dignitaries. And of course, we'll get to some of your mail later on in the show. To start things out, though, let's bring in producer and co-host Chris Corso. What's up, man? What's going on, Wabi? We had a busy, busy day. It was nice to like get back to posting a ton of stuff on Vikings.com yeah. and our platforms and, and have some news come out of here. And that's that's two Vikings, two f- very uh, familiar faces coming yeah. back to the team. Well, it's, in- it. it's interesting because everyone knows that the Vikings did not have copious amounts of cap space coming into free agency. And with that being the case, it was expected that the Vikings would not be newsmakers in free agency. But leave it to Rob Brzezinski and Rick Spielman to that's, surprise you. That's right. And the Vikings did indeed make a, bl- a big splash in free agency because they were able to re-sign Anthony Barr. And this was a dramatic situation because it looked as though Barr would leave the Vikings via free agency to sign with the New York Jets. That changed suddenly, and the man who broke the news was NFL Media's Mike Garofalo. A friend of the program here at VEN, we've had him on our air many times, and uh, and Mike did a good job of sticking with this story and then telling the folks, not just in Minnesota but nationally, that there's been a change in the Anthony Barr sweepstakes and the winner was going to be the Minnesota Vikings. Here's how Garofalo did it. Yeah, when, when we throw these things out in this negotiating window, Cole, we always say these are not official until the league year opens. That's tomorrow. And when that happens, Anthony Barr, the linebacker who many reported last night would be a Jet, will be a Viking once again. Barr has decided he will remain in Minnesota where he has played his entire career rather than joining the Jets. We will see what the numbers come in at here. But obviously, Barr felt extremely comfortable in Minnesota, wants to remain there, wants to remain a part of a defense, really, that's done a nice job of keeping their own talent there 
and Barr was the one last year. They did a bunch of contract extensions. They could not get him done before he got to free agency, before he got to this negotiating period. The Jets really wanted to be strong for him, to have him come in and be an edge rusher for them, something he really hasn't done a whole lot of in Minnesota. We'll see maybe if that changes going forward, but Barr intends to sign, excuse me, re-sign with the Vikings to remain in Minnesota. Plot mm. twist. Plot twist is right, and a good one for the Minnesota Vikings and for Vikings fans and for Chrissy and yours truly. We loved it. We loved the news. I mean, we heard the news, Chris. We were in the office. That's right. We sit, you know, we sit five feet from each other. Um, that bar is signing with the Jets, and we're, like, bummed out. And then not, not long after that, bar is back. So it was a good day for those of us in the Vikings covenant. I want to talk about my personal experience. Oh, yeah. You, I, I bet you have some. <laughs> Go ahead. So I am obviously a born and bred in New York, and I have a lot of friends who are big-time Jets fans. I used to be one myself. Obviously, now I'm with the purple mm-hmm. and gold here Go in ahead. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So a couple days ago, I get all these texts from friends saying, who's this guy, Anthony Barr? We're so excited. We're so pumped. We can't wait. And that changed big time. Right. Then my group texts were lighting up with, we hate this guy. <laughs> F this, F that, blah, blah, blah. I don't uh, want to say these words on our the podcast here, but they yeah. were not happy with Anthony Barr right. because they felt insulted. They they know how to they know the losing feeling there in New York as of late. And and this did not make them happy. Well, there's a long <laughs> there's a long line of 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 Vikings burning the Jets on on certain things like this, like yeah. Antoine Winfield going way back in the day. Antoine Winfield, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins last year, Anthony Barr this year. We'd like to thank the Jets um, for um, for helping whatever role they had in us getting Brett Favre uh, following the 2008 true. season. That worked out for us too. So Very true. Um, yeah, yeah. Vikings um, Vikings Jets battles in terms of personnel have not always gone the way of gangrene, but uh, and I'll take it these days. I'm happy. Yeah. So anyway, we're joking around and we're in a good mood, but Anthony Barr was not on Monday. This Anthony Barr said was one of the worst days of his life. Anthony Barr explains why that is the case. Yeah, Monday. I thought Monday was going to be a fun day. Monday was one of the worst days of you know, <laughs> my life. Really, it was a uh, trying to figure everything out. Um, I was on the phone all day with my agent, um, my mom, just going back and forth, calling friends. Um, teammates, um, it was a it was a crazy day, and uh, I just followed my heart. You know, I, I did what I wanted to do at the end of the day, um, and I, I'm happy with it. And I'm, I'm so, I feel so much better than I did, you know, 48, 72 hours ago. Did and, that feel like the college recruiting process for you? Oh no, it was way worse. It was way worse. It was. I, I'm serious. It was it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible, but um, it's over. So I'm happy. Why do you call it one of the worst days of your life? Um, just because I feel like it was like a lot of just talk. I don't like talking on the phone, and um, it was just. I feel like it was like a lot of drama. I'm not. I'm not really into all that, and I don't know. It was, it was, I had to make a life choice. You know, it was. It's my life, you know, and it's a. It's a big. It was a big decision. So um, that's why. All right. So things I've learned. Um, we'll stop making light of the bar situation because it was an awful day for him, even though he's happy to be here. So we'll we'll get off that. And um, I'm not going to call Anthony Barr. I'm going to text. There you go. He doesn't, he doesn't like. He does not like right. speaking on the he, phone. No, he doesn't want to be on the phone. <laughs> he, he made that pretty clear right. yesterday. Yeah. Um, he does like speaking to us in person, though. 
You got, you got some sound from the bar interview we did, right? Yep. Okay. We did an exclusive interview yeah. with with these two guys yesterday, so you can only hear that here on Vikings.com and our platforms. Well, and, uh, let's share some of it. Yeah, our, let's do it. Our interview with Anthony Barr from TCO Studios. I think you're excited for two things. I'm going to bring both of them up right now. Number one, I bet you're excited to be back in front of Vikings fans at U.S. Bank Stadium. Absolutely. Right? You're looking forward Absolutely. to that? I mean, it's, it's, I play in a lot of stadiums, you know. Yeah. And, uh, it's hard to beat. U.S. Bank, the energy, the just the way it's built, um, a very fan-friendly environment, and they they show up every week. So uh, I'm not I'm gonna I'm happy I'm not gonna miss that. Yep, U.S. Bank Stadium is where you'll put up all the big stats, which you've done um, throughout your career. Sure. But I bet you're also excited to go somewhere where you don't put up a bunch of stats, but you still do a lot of work, mm. and that's outside here practicing with your teammates. You excited to get back with them? Absolutely. Uh, like I said earlier, that, that was what it come, came down to is. Who do I want to go to work with every day? Who's going to make it enjoyable? And who do I want to sacrifice and go through trials and tribulations with? And it's the guys that we have in the locker room, a great group of men that are all goal-oriented, um, like-minded in the, in the term that we want to win, we want to be successful, and we work hard. So, you know, we, we have a recipe for success, and we just got to make it happen. Yep, and um, this Vikings defense has been making it happen, Chris, since uh, Barr was drafted in the first round of the 2014 NFL Draft. In fact, Anthony Barr was Mike Zimmer's first draft pick. That's as, right, 2014. Yeah, as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings. He was number nine overall in 2014. In fact, Shamar Stefan was also taken in that draft class in the seventh round, and we're going to talk more about Shamar in a few minutes here. Uh, but that was Anthony Barr's... First season with the Vikings in 2014, and he had a good season that year, and he's had many good seasons since. How many Pro Bowls for Anthony Barr? Four in a row in his five seasons in Minnesota. 71 starts. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's been about as consistent uh, of a player that Mike Zimmer has had since he's been here. 309 total tackles, according to team stats. 31 tackles for loss, 13.5 sacks, an interception, and seven forced fumbles. I remember one that just sticks out when he was running behind uh, Matt Ryan, the oh, yeah. Atlanta Falcons, and he bashed no, the ball. No, Tevin Coleman. Was it? Oh, it was Tevin yeah, yeah. Coleman? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was Tevin he Coleman. Caught him. Yeah. He, he got he, he caught him. He got cut. Barr got cut. So he caught a running back, not a quarterback. Yeah, <laughs> so Barr got cut at the line of scrimmage. Yep. He was blocked and yep. on the ground. Tevin, Cole, I think it was Tevin Coleman, got around the edge, got around the corner, and was literally – I got to go back and look at he that. He was play. sprinting down the field. Tevin Coleman. I'm pretty sure it was Tevin Coleman. And Barr gets up and runs him down. And punches the ball out. Very athletic play, and that's <laughs> when it was like, oh my gosh, this guy can do some special things. Uh, Barr had a forced fumble of Austin Safarian Jenkins of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a rookie in overtime, picked it up and ran down the sideline for a touchdown to win the game. That was another super athletic play by Anthony Barr. So yeah, Anthony Barr's had a bunch of good plays. The social media reaction to Anthony Barr re-signing with the Vikings, Chrissy, how would you describe it? So Barr put out a nice little Instagram yesterday. He said, this is the happiest I've been in a while. It's been a long year and a half for me, but I always followed my heart and stayed true to myself. I owe it all to God, my family, and my friends. I'm happy to call Minnesota home for the foreseeable future. Can't wait to get back to work with the boys in a month or so. Vikings fans, we're going to do everything we can to make y'all proud and bring a ship to the Twin Cities school. I, I thought that was straight from the heart, and we wanted to share that with you guys because obviously he made a decision, realized it was the wrong decision, and went back on it and couldn't sleep that night, and, I, and, and he's where he wants to be, which you don't see 
in the NFL very often. Yep. Most of the times, these and guys go where the money is. I'm going to get on a little bit of a high horse here, and you can tell me to get down afterwards if Sounds you want. Sounds good. But the the irony in what the Jets, you know, your description of Jets fans' reaction to Anthony Barr, and I get it. They're they're fans of the Jets. They don't care about anything else but the Jets, so yep. they're pissed. I get it. Yep. Whatever, it's fine. But actually, you know, you, you should give Anthony credit for being he, – he wasn't – it's not cowardly to do what he did. It's actually brave yep. because, you know, the way he described it was – you know, he he sort of verbally to his agent, verbally committed to the Jets, to his agent, not to the Never Jets. Never spoke to them, yep. You know, and then then I'm sure the agent communicated some some form of that commitment to the Jets. And then, um, you know, then Anthony called his mom and said, Mom, I think I made a mistake. And his mom said, well, you got to fix it then. That takes – that's brave to go then back on your word and fix the mistake and follow your heart. So anyway. I that, agree. That's the ironic part about – one can criticize Anthony for the way this went, but I think you can also sort of praise him and look to Anthony as, you know, that's a good model to follow. Make sure you get it right. Um, the cover of the, like, New York Post article was like... Oh, my gosh. Like, what was, was that? Like, he said that he didn't want to marry the wrong woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, he said the Jets were the wrong woman. Yeah. So. I'm sure the tabloids <laughs> had fun with that one. They um, always do. Yeah, Eric Kendricks, um, fellow Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks, who uh, played with Barr at UCLA, says, only right. Congrats, A.B. Let's get it. Harrison Smith, what was his reaction? This was a really good one. So there's the... Uh, the the great Leonardo DiCaprio movie. Yeah. Um, Which one? What's it called again? When he's the stop. Wolf he, of Wall Wolf Street. Wolf of Wall Street. That's right. And he gives that famous speech where he's like, "I'm not leaving. Yeah. I'm not blank leaving." Okay. That that was Harrison Smith's message. So Harrison yeah. Smith saw that tweet from some fan or whoever tweeted out that video saying, "This is Anthony Barr right now." Mm-hmm. And Anthony Barr said, "Donnie reaction right now." Yeah. Donnie was like his sidekick who like was pumping his fist in the background, okay. just getting all excited. Well, this this cool to see that. Well, so so this is um, you know, um family member podcast family member Vikes Life. They do a good job of, you know, sort of <laughs> analyzing social media stuff. This is something they should break down. I, they they sh- need to break 100%. down 100%. I mean, they would have a lot of fun looking at Jets Twitter <laughs> and Vikings Twitter, you know, compare and contrast the reactions to all of this. I mean, you could you can talk for 10 hours on that yeah. topic um, right there. We had a chance to catch up with former Vikings linebacker Chad Greenway on the line. I think this was one of the best I've been here for a lot. Most of the on the line yeah. interviews we've done: Adam Schefter, uh, Michelle Tafoya, Ross Tucker. So many big names. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was on vacation. It was yeah. awesome. But this was my favorite on the yeah. line interview. Well, Chad Green had had a lot to say because he's played with Anthony Barr. He's now been watching Anthony Barr, and he's been in the same situation that Anthony Barr was in. Uh, drafted by the Vikings in the first round, have a great rookie contract and set to hit free agency, but choose to come back. I mean, that's what Chad Greenway did. That's what Anthony Barr did, and Chad Greenway talked about it. We found a way to, to, to get a guy to stay here when he probably could have made more money going somewhere else. Now, I know the financial terms are, I don't think they're 100% disclosed yet, of what the Jets were offering, and we may never know that. But it feels like we got him for maybe a little bit less than what New York was offering, is kind of what the you know social media is saying. And just to, to know that I had spent some really good years with Anthony and played with him, and, and I feel like my perspective about the league kind of came across to him about mm-hmm. what's important, what's valuable in that relationship with Coach Zimmer and you know Eric Kendricks and Adam Zimmer and our ownership. And I think that not always that grass is always greener mentality is always the right thing. Now, given you want to go out and you want to make money and have financial gain, but, but what really is going to be there at the end of the day when you're done with your career and you look back at it, 
you know, the money is great to have, and obviously it sets you up for life and your family up potentially for generations. But but what do you stand for and who are you? And I think that loyalty shows through, and I'm so proud that he made that decision. I'm so proud the Vikings um, showed him that they, that they love him, they want him here. And, um, you know, it's a guy that's been to, I think, what, a Pro Bowl every year he's been in the NFL. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. just, it's amazing what he's done. And I'm just so proud of Anthony from where he came when he came in the NFL. Um, you know, sort of like my little brother that I never had and, and just so proud of him and, and the person he is and the stuff he's doing with his foundation. And, and I'm just so proud he's back with us. Yeah, and uh, good perspective there from Chad. We talked to Chad about some other things too, not just Anthony Barr. So if you missed that on the line segment with Chad Greenaway, we recommend you click around vikings.com or the Vikings app to check it out. All right, let's transition to bringing Shamar. back Shamar Stefan, who's a defensive tackle. Vikings fans probably remember him, but for those who don't, he was a seventh-round draft pick of the Vikings in 2014, played in every game as a rookie, seventh-rounder, had a tackle in every game, was the only Vikings rookie that year to play in every game. There you go. So um, I think that, and he's a quiet guy. He's, Very quiet. We tried to get a good sound clip right. from him yesterday. It was kind of tough. So he admitted when he was up there for the press conference he said this isn't really my thing i don't i don't love being being up yeah. here talking in front of everybody he's that's kind of how his play is on the field you, you th- look at Limval, you look at Daniil, you look at all these guys he's played with and you don't even realize the big man in the middle did a lot of that before he left right. us for Seattle last year so that that kind of describes the way he is on the field so you've got a 7th round draft pick who does a lot of dirty work plays in every game and doesn't talk much. You think Zim likes that? I think Zim. I think that's Zim's guy. That's a Mike Zimmer type of guy. Um, that is a Mike Zimmer type of guy. And we're going to get to some of Zim's reaction in a little bit. But first, we also had uh, Shamar Stefan in the studio uh, earlier this week. That's right. And one of the things we asked him when we were chatting with him was what it was like to be a member of the Seahawks and play against his former team, the Minnesota Vikings. What do you remember about you know playing in front of Vikings fans and and being in the building? It's loud and um, you know lining up with some of your teammates. You, you guys had some really good seasons defensively in your first stint with the Purple. It was good. I mean, the fans are great. When they do the skull chant, it's something something that you'll never ever uh, be able to experience anywhere else. And I mean, the fans are just great for us and for the players to just ball out. You know, you, you spent some time with the Seahawks, and obviously you played in front of a really that, – that's a great fan base too, and mm-hmm. Seattle's got a loud home field advantage, so yeah. you're used to that. But when the Vikings came into CenturyLink Field toward the end of last season, what was that like for you? I mean, I, I, I remember, you know, pregame and coming up and saying hi to you, and I'm sure that happened to you time and time again pregame where you were saying hi to familiar faces. What was it like playing against your former team? Uh, it was like seeing family, you know. It's like coming back and seeing guys you work with and played with, and I mean, you went to battle with every day. So it was a good time seeing everybody, and it was fun playing against uh, a, a place I used to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we always do five things to know about the signing or this draft pick, right? Yep. 
I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't we do five things to remember about Shamar? Yeah, we Shamar? did like yeah, five like things to remember about yeah. old Vikings I mean, Shamar stuff. Right, I like that. that was, you guys ate it up, so that was good. Did they? Vikings yeah. fans love that? They All right, did good. love it. Yeah, they should. So make sure you go check that out. Lots of good articles by our writers, Craig Peters, Eric Smith, and Lindsey Young. You can go and uh, read five things to remember about Shamar Stefan. Who attended what university, Chris? UConn. Yeah. I've been there a decent amount. It's uh-huh. a good, nice little campus. I think he was like the first player from UConn the Vikings drafted since like 1971. That's That would that would make sense. Yeah. It's not a, a known football program, but um, some good basketball yeah. teams. Been through a few of those games. Yeah. Shout out one of my best friends, Billy. Good oh. spot. What up, Billy? Um <laughs> Zimmer loves Anthony Barr. That much is clear. And now everyone realizes that Zimmer loves Shamar Steffen. And so here is the Vikings head coach talking about how those two guys will always be Zimmer guys. For guys like them to come in here and be able to be with us for maybe their entire career is um, is something that we really look forward to. You know, I, with Anthony, I can walk up to him and we speak the same language and say, hey, you know, when when they're in, in this formation or this this personnel group, um, and half the time he'll a- answer me before I even get it out. Uh, that's that's just the way he is. He's a great football player, um, outstanding ability, uh, great leader in the locker room, uh, and really, you know, everything about him is the way he practices, the way he prepares, the way he uh, goes about his business uh, each and every day. And you know, it's, so I'm just really excited to have him. And then, you know, Shamar is a guy that. Um, Really, we used to call him Big Fundamental when he was here because he did everything right. He worked hard. He helped in the running game. He worked every single day on his craft of, of trying to rush the passer. Um, and the and and they're both great people. And you know, and that's kind of the the type of uh, players that we're trying to get here. Great people, good players that want to learn, get better, be great people in the locker room, and uh, help each other get better. So um, it's really. Uh, a, a great day for me to be able to get these two guys back. Um, they'll always be Vikings and they'll always be Zim guys. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean that, and that's what I got. That's one thing we got to with Anthony Barr in our interview with him at at you know, Inside TCO Studios. I was like, dude, Zim's got such high standards. He's won a Super Bowl. He knows what it takes to win a Super Bowl. He's run good defenses his whole career, and he's calling you one of his guys. That's about as good of a compliment yeah. as you can get from Mike Zimmer. Dang, that's man. Sure. Yeah, so uh, that's got to be pretty cool. Now, um, as you can tell from this breakdown on the Wobcast and from your own observations, um, watching stuff unfold uh, in the National Football League, it's been a crazy, hectic, busy uh, 48, 72, 96 hours for the Vikings front office. A group, of course, led by general manager Rick Spielman. He took the podium early, uh, or actually before Zim and uh, and Anthony Barr and everyone else did, and he sort of spoke about that and what, what life's been like in the front office for the Vikings here in the first week of free agency. It's, it's a uh, very stressful 48 hours. In fact, the free agency period is, I can't wait till next week when I can get on the road and start doing pro days and get ready to, to get prepared for the draft. Um, but it's, it's the fun part of the job, too. And it's like you're holding your breath. I know that night, Monday night, uh, Rob Brzezinski, George Payton actually slept here. I, I was like, I, I've got enough energy to go home. So I got, went home, got about four hours of sleep that night before I came back. Um, but it's, 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 I want to say it's, it's, it's exciting. 
and it's very exciting when you're able to get an Anthony Barr uh, back. Um, and it's also, but that's what makes this profession so unique, is because there's the, the highs are the highs and the lows are the lows. There's there's no in between or in the middle of anything. So you roll with it, uh, and we were fortunate that we ended up in a very high note. Yeah, I mean that's like. That, that is a good way to put it. You know, life in the NFL, the highs and the lows, that, that's really what it is, man. It's a, Absolutely. It's a zero-sum game. On Sunday at – if you have a noon game on Sunday at 3.30, it's, it's high or, or low. Either lose, that's it. It's high or low, man. That's yeah. it. You know, and same thing when the regular season's over. It doesn't matter if you're 4-12 and 12 or 8-7-1. and one. You don't miss the playoffs. It, it feels the same. You know, you make the playoffs – as an eight and eight team, uh, or you know, as a as a thirteen and three team, like you made the playoffs and you're on a high, and that that is life in the NFL. So, and we went from ha- not having Anthony Barr to right. having Anthony Barr. Yeah, so pretty we'll crazy. Take it. <laughs> so a uh, hectic, busy, crazy first week of free agency for the Vikings and for the entire National Football League. Let's recap a little bit um, some non-Viking stuff for those folks who like to kind of keep a pulse on the rest of the league, which I know a lot of you listening do. Let's kind of recap the NFC North and some other things that happened in the league and free agency. Start with the Lions. They really went and first year for Matt Patricia last year was not successful for the team. Obviously, they finished down in the NFC North, but they went out and signed some Patriots. They signed some some good players. They re-signed one of their players. We'll start with defensive end Trey Flowers, who was a big part of that Super Bowl winning New England Patriots team last year. He got a huge contract, multi-year. Um, cornerback Justin Coleman they signed. And tight end Jesse James from the Pittsburgh Steelers will now join Matt Patricia and that team. That's a big signing, as well as the signing of another former Patriot Wide receiver Danny Amendola yeah. was, was a big part of that team. Was Last year he was with the Miami Dolphins, and now he will be in the NFC North. So um, big-time signings for the Detroit Lions. They also brought back uh, Egan native Zach Zenner, who was a running back for the team. He does a little bit of blocking back there as well. So um, And they released guard T.J. Lang. So who knows, maybe keep an eye out on T.J. Lang. Um, he'll be a, a notable free agent there now at, at offensive line. So... A lot of moves for the Detroit Lions this yeah. this offseason. Yeah, and they're obviously a team that was in the cellar of the NFC North last year, and so they'll be looking to change that. Yep. It's going to be a tough road to hoe for them because I think the NFC North is going to be really, really good. And uh, with the Bears obviously being the reigning division champions, the Packers looking to rebound from a disappointing year in which they fired their coach and Rodgers was hurt again. And, of course, the Vikings, um, we're familiar with them. So that's a really good division. Let's stay in the NFC North, though, and, and finish up uh, our uh, sort of review of the division with Packers and Bears quickly. What you got on those two teams? Yeah, the Packers, they they made some signings. Signed safety Adrian Amos, linebacker Preston Smith, linebacker Zadarius Smith from the Baltimore Ravens, and they signed Billy Turner, a guard slash tackle who can kind of play a bunch of positions on the offensive line. They did release their linebacker Nick Perry, which is pretty notable, and, and released linebacker Anthony Morrison. So, um, New group over there. They're making some changes. They're adding some depth to their linebacker position. Um, there's there's a lot of moves that were made there by the Packers. Yeah, I'd be curious to see what happens to Nick Perry in free agency, if he's a guy who slides for a while or if he gets picked up right away. Also, it'd be interesting to see what the Packers do with Clay Matthews. That's for um, sure. With these additions he's at linebacker. He's a free agent right made. now, right? Oh, is he? Okay, yeah. so he's out, his contract yeah. expired. Okay, so we'll so, see yeah. what happens with him. Okay, the Bears, they've been busy. 
Yeah, the Bears have been big time busy. This is probably as busy as any NFC North team. Haha, ha, Clinton Dix, the former Packer, signs with the Bears. Mm-hmm. He will stay in the NFC North. Um, wide receiver Cordaro Patterson. We all know Flash here with the Vikings. Mm-hmm. He has now signed with the Bears after winning a Super Bowl there in New England. Um, cornerback Buster Screen. He was a former Cleveland Brown as well as New York Jet. Mm-hmm. Um, he adds depth to that cornerback position. And what about running back Mike Davis? Interesting. Signs with the team. They have a lot of running backs there, um, and and he just adds to the depth. He, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Really good um, player there out of the backfield. And then O-lineman Ted Larson um, signs a one-year contract with the team. So, Man, they've made some of the other moves not as uh, not as big, but they've made a lot of moves to really add a gadget player like Cordero Patterson. We all know that that team likes little players who, who yep. they can do a ton of um, things with and design plays for Mitchell Trubisky. I think Cordero is going to really add um, a good a good uh, returner to the team as well as on offense. This team is is going to be good next year. Yeah. I really do believe so. Okay, as we were talking about that, I jotted down some a few things that stood out to me for the rest of the league outside yeah. the NFC North and free agency. I'm going to run through them before we get to fan mail. Um, so, Chrissy, you can get fan mail ready to go. I think we got three of them. But some things that have stood out to me in the first week of the new league year in the NFL. Antonio Brown being traded to the Oakland Raiders. I think that's a big deal. The Raiders obviously making a lot of moves under new GM Mike Mayock. Cleveland making a lot of big moves. That's right. Your AFC team, it appears, Chrissy. Uh, Cleveland and the Giants making a couple of big trades. OBJ. Olivier Vernon goes from the Giants to the Browns. Odell Beckham Jr. goes from the Giants to the Browns. Of course, Kareem Hunt is there. He's a new addition this offseason for them. He's suspended for the first half of the regular season, but he'll join that team. So the Browns making a lot of big moves. Latavius Murray leaves the Vikings via free agency, signs with the New Orleans Saints. The Honey Badger, a player I've liked for a long Great time. Player. Great player. I'm not the player. only one. A yep. lot of people like him, but the Honey Badger is a fun player to watch. He goes from the Texans to the Chiefs. Roger Saffold, a popular name in Vikings Nation this offseason for offensive line additions goes to the Tennessee Titans, so their strong offensive line gets even stronger. And Earl Thomas, a lot of people thinking he might go to the Dallas Cowboys. No, he goes to the Baltimore Ravens. So Eric Weddle leaves the Ravens. Earl Thomas joins the Ravens. Yeah. Two really good safeties, and the Ravens, of course, love their their safeties. They, they had Ed Reed for a long time. Um, Earl Thomas joins the Baltimore Ravens. All right, last thing, fan mail. Fan mail, let's do it. First one from Jeff Kilty. We know Jeff. He's a he's a big time emailer. Sacramento, Sacramento California. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. Winning starts from the top down. It's so difficult to win without an ownership structure that supports a winning culture. GM Spielman and Coach Zimmer have each said ownership has never said no to a request. As fans, we see it in precedent-setting contracts, trend-setting facilities, and a team built to win. Can you describe how you, players, team staff, management, value what the Wolves bring to you and the fan experience goal? Yeah, I mean, um, he's right. There's no doubt about it. I've never been part of another ownership structure in pro sports. I mean, I, I started with the Vikings in 2005, which is the year the Wilfs bought the team. And I, I mean, at every step along the way for me, all I've seen is the Wilfs continue to invest in the franchise, whether it's a new stadium, whether it's personnel, 
whether it's you know the promotion of, of guys like Kevin Warren and Rick Spielman and and many others within the organization. What about the brand um, new studio that we have? Here? The studio we have here, the practice facility, the stadium, hosting a Super Bowl. It's just it's it's continuous. All it is is continuous investing in the franchise. And I, I don't you know I think there's a lot of things we can debate in sports and 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 in Vikings Nation we can debate a lot of different things. The thing you cannot debate is the Wolf's commitment to making the Vikings. A championship caliber and first class organization. They've done that from the start and it, it's continued through this first week of free agency. So I think Jeff's hit on a good point. I agree with him and I don't think it's hard to see. Second one from Seattle, Washington, Paul Pacuconis. Is that how you say it? Yeah, well, let's go with Paul P. Paul from Paul Seattle e- emails every week. Paul E. P. Though I'm a lifelong and unwavering Vikings fan, I am struggling with the organization paying bar on this new contract. Considering our salary cap issues, I don't feel it was prudent with a few other needs on the team. Our running back stable is depleted with Murray gone, and Cook has not yet proven to be healthy. And our O line needs, and our O line needs have been well discussed. We have a need for an upgrade at wide receiver three. It never hurts <laughs> to have more pass. Wow, we need everything. <laughs> well, I, it, yeah. Please tell me where I am missing it. Well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to say Paul's missing anything or is wrong. I'm just. You can't solve all that in the first three days of free agency. And yeah. I and I get what he's saying. He's saying our defense is awesome. We can afford to let a guy go and use those resources to get someone else. But you, like, you got to be careful with free agency, man. There's just there's a lot of fool's gold out there, and I just think there is so much value to re-signing a guy that you know is already good and is already a good fit with your team. And that's Anthony Barr. That's Eric Kendricks. That's Linval Joseph. That's Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin, Harrison Smith, Xavier Rhodes. All these guys, the Vikings, have drafted or signed and then re-signed because they know that they're good fits. They know that they can help us win. And when you throw a bunch of money at, at a guy who's coming from another team, you never really know if that guy's going to be a good fit. It doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. There's lots of examples of really good free agent signings. But the crazy part is, if I'm going to go through my mind and go back and think about some of the good free agent signings that the Vikings have had, a lot of them are not done in the first week of free agency. A lot of them are second-tier and third-tier guys. Very true. Tom Johnson is a really good example of that. Like, Tom – I mean, do you think – like? Aldrick Robinson was a good fit, right? Absolutely. We got him after the season started. Absolutely. So first I, couple catches were touchdown passes. And, so. Yeah, and I, I don't wanna I don't wanna call out any any players from other teams um, or any other teams for what they're doing in free agency because they're doing what they think is best for them and sometimes it works out. But here here's what happens. You get a guy on the market that you gotta sign. And you sign him, and he's going to be like the highest paid player at his position, right? Because he's he's on the free agent market. He's the best one available, so you got to pay him top dollar. Yep. But if every player at that position in the league was released, that same guy would not be the highest paid player at his position. Yep. But you're paying him as the highest paid player at his position right now. So that to me is, you know, that's a red flag where you got to be really careful about that. So I like that the Vikings are using the cash and cap space on their own guys. Because it tells me that they're going to fill holes and build through the draft. And I think that's the way to do it. And in fact, before free agency started, what did we hear from fans about offensive line? Do what the Colts did. Why aren't we doing what the Colts did? Yep. What's that? Draft offensive draft them. linemen. Draft that's them, right. right? So now I'm hearing, because we're not signing them in free agency, now I'm hearing fans who are like, why aren't we signing these free agent offensive linemen? Well, I thought you wanted us to draft them. Yep. 
And we've seen that in the past. We've went out and signed Alex Boone, Andre Smith, uh, Mike Remmers. Uh, Not working. It's just it's it's tough. So right. you built through the draft. We have two solid guys that we got through the draft that are, will be starters next year, most likely, and Pat Elfline in the middle. And Brian O'Neill last year, who did a great job at tackle, so you, you'll probably see him at right tackle. And then, of course, we still have Riley Reef on the left side. So that interior line will we'll look to fill with some of these players that have been on the roster, younger players, but also through the draft. And who knows, maybe a guy like TJ Lang is, is willing to come yeah. for a bargain. And, and look, know. I mean, Tom Johnson, Captain Munner, Munnerlin, um, Latavius Murray, Kirk Cousins, Linval I mean, Joseph, Linval Joseph, free agent signings who were Terrence productive. Newman, fine, fine with all that. Yep. You can get good players in free agency. I'm not saying to not be players in the market at all. I'm just saying buyer beware in free agency. Fool's gold is out there. Build through the draft. Supplement via free agency. Like right. that hot take. I like yeah, well, it. Okay. Question number three. Number Let's three. Go. <laughs> so Before glad, I get in trouble. So glad that Anthony Barr is staying with the Vikings. Really, Me too. Really seems like he is one of the cornerstones of the defense and has a knack for making game-changing plays in the big moments. Josh Gilbert at Josh Gilb thirteen. JG, my man, Josh yes. Gilbert. He's got it right. I'm glad Anthony Barr is back too. And uh, you know what else about the bar signing? You know, you know where else it helps you in the locker room. Yep. Right. Him and Eric Kendricks have bar, a bond that yeah. is like no other. Bar was a draft pick, a productive player, became a team leader. Yep. And has now been given money for producing. That is a good message to send to the rest of your locker room. I agree. And that's another benefit to this signing. It's more intangible. It's more emotional, and philosophical. Um, than it is, you know, um, a hard fact or something you can see, but I still think it's true. So, um, all right, I think we've done enough damage for this of the Wobcast, and um, we've talked about a lot, and I we got to be going on like close to an hour. So, anyone still listening? I mean, congratulations and thank you very much. 30, 37 minutes. Okay, that's good. thirty-seven minutes. That's pretty good. All right, so that's a recap of the first week of free agency for the Minnesota Vikings. Probably going to be a busy weekend, so there'll be more to talk about next week. We hope you join us. Then, until that time, make sure you stay tuned to Vikings.com and the Vikings app to stay on top of all things purple over the weekend. Our thanks to everyone who joined us for this edition of the Wobcast, and my thanks to Chrissy for producing and co-hosting so well as he always does. That's going to do it for today. Have a good weekend, everyone. Skull Vikings.